This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Hello, and welcome to another World of UX podcast. This is your host, Darren Hood. Thanks for taking the time to join us on today. A very special welcome to those of you who are listening for the first time. We are going to present another very special guest to the World of UX audience on today. Uh, As usual, I'm going to let my guest announce themselves, but I get to talk about them for (laughs) for a minute or so before they actually uh, chime in here. As people who are familiar with me, familiar with my work, familiar with the podcast know, there is, I, I am very, very passionate not just about the discipline, but about the health of the discipline. And the things that I share are about the health of the discipline. I am not putting myself on a pedestal. I am not trying to put myself forward. I'm not, as a lot of people like to say, putting myself out there. I'm not interested in the personal aspect of this. I am interested in the discipline. This discipline will be around long after I retire, And I want people to be in a good position, uh, which to a great extent, we're not. I I talk about the downward spiral, things of that nature. One of the things that is critical to the health of the discipline is people who care. And and today's guest is someone, uh, one of my international folks, uh, who is uh, one of my international peeps, who I just love, the thing I love about this person the most, he's never heard me say this, so I can see him. You can't see him. I can see him. He's already smiling and <laughs> nodding his head there. One of the things I appreciate about this person the most, right, the thing that I appreciate about him the most is I love people who have a passion for the discipline and 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 loves to grow people, has zero tolerance for nonsense who <laughs> wants to make sure <laughs> that people are getting exactly what they need. So he's not just caught up in the moment and not just doing things for the moment, but doing things for the long run. And and when you find people like that, I don't care who they are, where they are, they are worth their weight in gold. And I, and I got to throw one other caveat in here before I get, before I give the, the mic over to, to the guest is that there's something that I didn't get to share this on social media this past week, but it just comes to mind again now. So I'll just share it here now. When someone's volume, because this person says a lot on social media, always says great things. When someone's volume and their level of expertise and engagement in the discipline do not match, there's a problem. There are a lot of loud people who've only been involved in UX for a very, 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 very short period of time, (laughs) which invalidates the volume. So this person's volume and this person's engagement in the discipline match. And for that reason, that's why they're always producing such trustworthy, valuable things. So uh, that is my introduction. I want to, I'm going to let this person introduce themselves fully as is my, as is my custom. But Tashar, take it away. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Darren. It is big hi from India. Uh, Thanks for giving this opportunity to speak with your lovely audience. 
so my name is Tushar Desh. Oh, I am from India, city called Pune. Uh, so I am founder and CEO of uh, two, three companies. So we'll talk eventually later on those companies. But whatever I do is like uh, uh, as as a UX or as a design. Uh, I started my career way long. Start, uh, and right now, uh, I will not say I'm retired, uh, but a <laughs> lot of things are happening. Uh, I still want to work with the design for like whatever I want to contribute. So that's the way. Uh, that's, I think, that's for me. Last, I think, 25 years, uh, I'm trying to, uh, in early stage, try to learn. They try to settle and now whatever I learned, so I had to give back to the community. So that was I. Yes. We're going to dive in with our standard set of questions. Um, people are going to get to learn a little bit about you through these. And then we're going to get into our little free for all <laughs> part sure. of the discussion. Sure. So, so sure. Tashar, tell people, how did you exactly get into what we now know as UX? And about the time you got involved, it probably wasn't called UX like, like me at the time. But but how right. did you get involved? What what was your light bulb moment that 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 caused um, you to commit to this direction? Oh, yeah, uh, I will tell you. As I never started as a or never even if you ask me when I I was in a school or you know you want to go in the design field. So my answer was big. <laughs> so I'm like <laughs> typical Indian uh, because my father is a school principal and you know, oh. so in India. So education is like, oh, you have to graduate, then you have to postgraduate, then then we'll see about everything. So my, I was very straightforward. So I done my graduation in a life science, zoology. Then I did a master in a same track uh, as a master's in a zoology. Then I started my research oh, in wow. nuclear chemistry. <laughs> so that was I'm going on. And suddenly that is a period where I think 90, 1984 or something where uh, we started looking computers around in India. So that was way long. When even Windows was not there mm-hmm. we used to use, uh, I think, COBOL or, you know, that kind of a system. Uh, I think today's mm-hmm. generation. <laughs> so I still remember <laughs> in my college, if we have a computer, it's like big cupboard. So it's like we used to carry those magnetic tapes. Uh, like, no, we have to hold with two hands or professor is saying, you pick up everything so that and everything we do it is for just for two MBs. Mm. Okay. But if I say two stories to a daughter, she says, Oh, father, uh, oh, dad, I have a phone with like eight GB. So, what you are talking about? So, that era <laughs> we started looking at computer. Then, uh, you know, someone has given me book as a C, C programming C book. And as a hobby, we have a computer at home. And I started learning self-learn, C, C++ programming. Then, then I start got interest in this programming. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's start this thing. And luckily, I got one very small company. I used to program with C++ as a. And that time there is a graphics, you know, the old DOS-based games. So that was the company we used to or something. At the same time. Uh, Adobe was introduced in India. Uh, there one more company, Micromedia, and they used to take a lot of seminars uh, and they, they used to sell CDs, like you no know, shareware or something. 
So we have our own first product like a Photoshop or Sapphire Flash that was. So eventually I was doing the graphics with 0101 code. So I was wondering, what is this? What is this graphics? No? <laughs> so I started, <laughs> let's see. And suddenly I found uh, there is in Flash, there was a scripting. So there is a program mm -hmm. and there is a director is also one of a good software. They have a Lingos program. And one I saw in one newspaper, this advertise uh, that they need a programmer, you know, some, they have multimedia company and they need a someone who can do a script. So that was my entry point in the graphics field. So I entered as a action script. Uh, oh, wow. Writer. <laughs> <laughs> then I used to those CDs and the flash animation. And then I found, okay, now I can do graphics. Then I started, okay, self-learn everything. So I used to like, you know, spend almost daily six hours to learn that time softwares like PageMaker, Illustrator, I think was early version. Photoshop, CorelDRAW. CorelDRAW is something mm -hmm. uh, I spent so much time on a CorelDRAW. So that's why you call it a hardcore. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, I, I was with one of a great, in contact with one of a great person. Uh, he's no more right now, but uh, he's a famous cartoonist, caricature artist in India. Mm -hmm. uh, his name is Vikas Sabnis. And I used to caricature. So I, I'm very good with the pencil drawing. But colors is like, no, <laughs> but when I saw graphics and we started and then uh, there is a web design. So first websites was developing. And I think in India, there was no designs colleges or uh, there are colleges, but they are like a traditional uh, design colleges or like, uh, then I started learning by self learn and we started, you know, HTML. So coding was my early forte. Then we started wave and then mobile and eventually last now we now almost 20 years plus uh, yes as you said correctly we never knew that we are doing quits mm -hmm. <laughs> so i just remember one just recollecting that i used to work with the rediff.com there is one of the greatest uh, portal in india and there is one one project we assigned for stop exchange uh, mm -hmm. you know, real time, you have to monitor. And this is somewhere around 2004 or six. And literally that time, my manager is saying, uh, go, go in a field, sit with the brokers, go in a stock exchange. But that time we never knew that we are doing a user research. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, it's like for us, you know, it is like we are just going outside the field do some time pass, you know, but slowly, eventually we started studying. We started, I like field visits mm -hmm. and I started to, now we call them as a stakeholder interviews. Okay. <laughs> so, and that was it started. And then eventually, uh, after almost 12 years of job, uh, I quit my job and I started my own company. So, which is like, uh, we are into then UX, uh, and design and development. Uh, so my wife also joined me. Mm -hmm. She's a technical, she's a hardcore developer. So now our combination is like, I'm a designer, she's a developer. So that is a uh, good thing for my company. Mm -hmm. uh, so last 10 years, almost uh, we are into. Uh, then I shifted to Pune from Mumbai to Pune. Uh, then I realized I have, you know, for my own company, I'm not getting correct 
resources. Uh, so I want to build UX, but I'm getting something weird background people. And that was trigger like the you know, last five years. I started, let's start then room our own people. So that was, uh, I started mentoring and that's activity. And I think that was a good point that, uh, you know, sometimes I feel very lucky that you know, the flash has a script that's why it turned into a graphics. Yeah. Otherwise, I think I would become again like a programmer or something. <laughs> right. wow. But I still do sketching. I still do sketching. Uh, pencil is something, uh, it is like uh, every time people ask me, which is the best tool for, for so I always say paper and pencil. Today, when I sit with stakeholder, whether my client is from FinTech or Health Pharma or anything, I'm in a meeting. There only I can do something and show customer, oh, this is your workflow, this is your screen. And then you know, suddenly you see client's eyes, they're like a shine. Wow, you're giving me right. I cannot say customer, oh, wait, I will go back to my office, then I will sit for 10 hours, then I will do something in the Figma, then I will send you something. So it is like a best tool I always, still today I will say paper and mm -hmm. And I always say every designer, draw, draw. And let's draw one sketch that will open your everything, creativity, ideation, everything. So in my office here, all are like, like whiteboards. Everywhere is whiteboard. So, <laughs> so and all are, any ideation is like, you start drawing, start sketch, start doing workflows. That is only, I think, correct way of, and that I follow personally. So, yeah. That is that is a dynamite story. It's it's funny. You loved Action Script. Action Script is part of what eventually ran me away from Flash. <laughs> I remember they, they they overhauled it at no, one point. Uh, after after yeah, so what they did in Action Script three, they did very weird stuff. So and that was my trigger. Yeah, enough. <laughs> oh, so, okay. I can do more. Yeah. <laughs> so we had the same time. We got out of it at the same time because I. Yeah. I, I did. I designed a few sites and actually created my navigation on those sites using Flash, uh, because I thought there were some great things that I could do from an emotional design impact perspective that would really rope people in and make them want to en engage, want them to interact. And and uh, yeah, but eventually, man, when they when they overhauled Action Script, like who in the world? What kind of drugs? These. <laughs> like, I am out of here, and that was the end of it. And no, I think. That happened after I think Adobe has taken over. Yes, take over it did. They, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think they are doing same thing for Figma. <laughs> they are building development. Yeah, that's why. So they're interjecting another topic. I'm so glad. I, on mm -hmm. one hand, I didn't care what happened between Figma and Adobe. On the other hand, I'm sort of glad that 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 deal didn't come through. Because the Adobe has killed, I love Adobe from a standpoint of their product. I've been using their products for years and years and years and years and years, but they have destroyed. I've seen them kill a lot of products and, and, yes. and things that, I mean, I used to be on the, I don't know if you knew this about me. I used to be on the advisory board for one of Macromedia's products. Yeah, I know. Yep. And, I and, and, uh, I was, I love, I love Macromedia way more than I loved Adobe. So when the when the merger took place, it was something that 
it, it was sort of problematic. It, it broke my heart a, a, in a bit, as much as you can. Somebody's doing yeah. design, but but just to see certain products. I mean, fireworks. Rest in peace, fireworks. I loved fireworks. Yeah. Oh. I loved freehand. And you're about to say, sorry. Yeah, fireworks is like uh, it's not a day that we are. You know, in, when we used to work animation, the fireworks is like big. It's like we enjoy. It. They are and even they are everything. But uh, the animation, right? I mean, that time the chief animation yep. was popular. Right? We used to do. Then Adobe introduced image ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then they even killed image ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they killed yeah. that. I used to when I had my free de- free freelance web design business. I I eventually started designing my sites in Fireworks, and then slicing everything up and exporting it. And that's how I got my code. And then I would manage it in Dreamweaver later. But Fireworks <laughs> was so versatile. It yeah. was so easy. It w- it was so much fun yeah. to use. I, I I remember many times we use Fireworks for optimizations. Because oh, wow. Fireworks has a very strong uh, image optimizing capabilities. Mm-hmm. So if I compare side by side, uh, Adobe Photoshop and Fireworks, and we optimize same image, uh, then Fireworks is way pure. Like it's two hundred percent more. The output is very strong. So sometimes we use Fireworks only to optimize images. That was the fun. Yes. Still, we uh, yeah. That was. <laughs> And it was so, yeah. it was so much easier to to learn and use than Photoshop to me. I actually sort of kind of abandoned Photoshop for a very brief period of time because I love fireworks so much that I would, I would just do all the work over there. And 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 to your point that to optimize things for the web was just they they just blew Adobe away uh, at that time. So. I've just seen so many applications. I also found out, sort of a side point, there are still some products, some products that people thought were gone still exist. And you find out that you can, like, um, what was it? Uh, Flash is is still there. Flash is still there? (laughs) Yeah, you go to the CC Cloud and they they rename it. So it is animated now. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Yes. You okay. open that, so it is everything is a flash. When the menu, the, <laughs> the timeline, it's like, you know, in old says we used to say, no, yeah. sell wine in a new bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are doing just a rebuilding, relabeling. The extension is still dot affiliate. Wow. <laughs> new generation doesn't know this. Thing, that's why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you remember? Um, what was that though? Something else that they did, PageMaker. Yeah, PageMaker. and PageMaker was was um used to be made by a company called Aldis, and then Adobe okay. took on PageMaker, and PageMaker was okay for a while, but then they came out with InDesign, and after they came out with InDesign, yes. and they killed PageMaker, which was a better move. I, I I still I've been using InDesign since day one, and I I still use it uh, on a regular basis. I use it like several times a week and I love it. I don't, I don't use it for UX stuff. I use it for other things, but, but I love it. But, um, there was frame maker and people thought that frame maker was gone. Frame maker. Actually, you can still get it. And, and, and they have a subscript of subscription model for frame maker. So for people doing, 
doing mm-hmm. uh, technical writing. Uh, that's that was one of the tools of the day. Uh, it can be done in page in in, uh, in design, but for people who are diehard FrameMaker users, it's still out there. It's just funny. Freehand. Yes. I loved Freehand, but they weren't going to yes, let Freehand easy. and Illustrator survive. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, that is that is something still going on in the last I think twenty years. Adobe is like they are doing same. Thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, just funny stuff. Yeah. Funny stuff. But back to the back to the UX stuff. It did a little a little memory lane for me and Tashar here on, on that yeah. one. Yeah, it is like a totally and I think you can talk endlessly on this stuff. <laughs> yep, yep. In your history in UX, what would you say has been your biggest success story? The thing that you are the most proud of, the thing that stands out to you the most when you when you think back on your operation in the discipline? Um, success story in terms of, uh, like, you know, when we used to do, um, printing. So I think UX is not only for, people. so everywhere, uh, you can apply. So, yep. so you no, know, in back days, I can tell you one story. Uh, I used to work with, a uh, one company for antivirus company. So it is like a 2006 or something. And, uh, the product name is a scan and you know in germany there is a uh, it exhibition so where all i think exhibit exhibition so every people come there and they showcase and all like all big companies there so uh, that time my company was planning to release one uh, version of antivirus for uh, home edition so okay, like uh, that time a new internet was coming and people are talking about viruses so not the security so we did a home product. So, mm-hmm. so a little light version of a thing because uh, PC windows are a lot of places. So every household, people are starting buying computer in those days. So if company thought we should have a uh, that home edition for. Uh, so my boss given me free to design everything what you want. So I said, okay. So I we given a lot of thought. It is a home control where there is a parenting control feature. And everything. So we give a lot of brainstorming and just we thought, you know, who control your house? So obviously everyone answer is wife. Who else control the house? Mm-hmm. So like, so we like, you know, every thought and uh, the entire campaign, the entire thing, we given a woman as a uh, controlling, but, you know, it is a so human face and everything. Product is like so. When I shown first draft, is like no, no, this will not work because at that time, you know, even Semantic Kaspersky, if you saw all their branding and they use like a stethoscope or you know, like and I do like an antivirus and they depict everything is like uh, like security and so there is no human face. On anywhere in their product line. So, but uh, initial there was a lot of hustle, and, but um, as I said, boss has given green light. So <clears throat> we made this camp and we launched it as a CBIT, as that entire hour uh, that stall was with those brands. And we got success. That was my sales manager was calling from Germany. His design was very successful. 
And next version when Symantec launched, they started putting human face on the their product. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I think, okay, someone has changed. And even, you know, there's a human-centric design itself. So why not bring in a packaging and why not bring? So we turn uh, antivirus and we started putting human figures. Uh, that was, I think, it is not a pure UX product, but still, I think in that time, uh, I did something. And people are, in antivirus industry, they started using the human. Because before that, still people are using like uh, medicine or something, stethoscope or shield or something, those kind of elements. Mm. So that is one thing uh, I can do. One more recent example I did, it is uh, uh, a lot of Indian is agriculture. And see, in old days, if someone has even told me, oh, you have to work some mobile application for agriculture, I should have thought, oh, no, what you are saying. <laughs> so, a few years back, in before COVID actually, uh, one of my clients is from agriculture and he has a lot of uh, breeding plants uh, for nurseries and sheep. And, mm-hmm. and uh, that guy came to me and said, oh, we want to develop a, uh, one mobile application and everything I want, uh, you know, digital and everything. So I want uh, how my sheep is growing and everything should be on one dashboard. I said, okay, fine, we'll develop. Okay. So you want to not only on a, not only mobile, you want tag. Like, a, okay, you are thinking very futuristic. It's fine. Uh, we'll develop. So you want even RFID colors for animals and everything. So every time every livestock will moves, they will count and they will get all. So like a futuristic uh, he want to build the farm. Yes, I say, ideas was very nice. You can start. But I, as I practice, as I, I so okay, uh, we, I will visit your farm. So that was the first, then only let's stop. So when I went there, so it was like, I, I was talking with actual workforce there. And I realized uh, this workforce, these are like, first of all, they are not educated. Uh, they were not even like a 10 grades. So they have very huge problem of a language. So, so our in India main language is like, you know, we speak Hindi or the regional language, like I speak Marathi or English is one of them. Mm-hmm. But now my client what everything was sophisticated, but my problem is that the person who is going to use such application, he doesn't know how to read. And I'm telling him, oh, you do a drag and drop, you do something, you know, you just scan and everything. How is it possible? So I said, wait, we'll do something. So I spent like three, four days with these workers and I observed them, you know. So I observed them, they, they used to keep diaries. They had to make a notes, like, you know, one, maybe in their language, of, uh, they used to like statistical, these lines and those things they used to. So I asked one guy, can you share with diaries? So, okay, fine. So then we come up with first screen, which is exactly a replica of that diary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. There is no nothing, nothing hi-fi or nothing. And that my client was saying, Oh, Tushar, what is doing? You are doing I thought you are doing UX. So you you come up with some some kind of a jazzy thing and everything. So no, no, wait. So one week I hand over those screen. I said, okay, let's 
start using those. Okay. Then after two three weeks, I again when I ask, we take again interviews of those users. See, these people are though they cannot read, they cannot read English or any you know, scientific language or something. But everyone has a smartphones. That is a something I'm, in India right now. Everyone Android is at least I think it is reached to I think three tier cities and village. So they use Android. Mm-hmm. So one worker is just like uh, as said and saying in local language, you know, oh, why not you do something like YouTube? Okay, so YouTube uh, is what? No, no, it's YouTube. There is one button on it. Then one guy is saying, oh, I use WhatsApp, so there is some. No, I send images and that kind. Of thing. Now what is happening here? The feature are actually is coming from users, not from me. Mm-hmm. Then our second version is a level up. So we introduce some features where the interactions are like their day to day. You know what they use today. They that time TikTok was not banned in India, so people are using to see TikToks and lot of social networks and game. So introduce those features. Uh, in, and my last version was like you know what my client was saying as a first day. So here two things are. First, see on the first day I can do what my client was expecting, you know, very sophisticated everything. Mm-hmm. But then client has to spend a lot of time on the training. He has some hundred plus workforce, so they he he has to spend time on the training. So there is an infrastructure cost. Second thing, that training part involves me also. Okay, I have to give training because. Uh, I have made this screen, so I have to. It's my responsibility that you are accepting. So you know, so my time is also saved. Second thing, cost. So cost-wise, also we divide and very much. See, I always see when I work with any customer. Uh, no, then for me also, I get a very good long-term project. No, so it is like we say initial phase within very primitive screen. Then in second screen, second stage after three months, we do. At second level and last, so my I also get a good lengthwise project. Client is also happy because their workers are happy. You know? So that's that's the I think major breakthrough we have. Even now these people are they are not even uh, speak English or they, but they use this application. They use scanning. They use a uh, lot of uh, uh, no lot of algorithms they use. Now recently now same person has came to me and he want oh can we do AI. I say wait, we we can we'll do, but yeah, that is happening. So, so that way I say I for me success is like you know the client should return to my user should say I don't in my if you go my company's website there is no list of clients. Mm-hmm. So I see many companies they show list of logos clients like hundred logos. <laughs> I think that company is not good because no client is returning client. You have to search client every time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I have very first client with me when I the ten when I, now we started eleventh year for my company. So I have my first client still with me, and we do nice every upgradation and everything. And that is, I think, best UX uh, can do. You know, your client want to come with you, you know, because he's uh, because his success. Is our success, you know? If he's only two, many times the client want only two things. 
either revenue okay or second thing he want a user base if if user base is grow again the revenue comes yes okay so it is not like that you know in one morning there all creative juice are like flowing and i'm doing out of the box <laughs> i'm not thinking what my end user is farmer or he is uh, like you know someone and i'm doing in my in thought alice in wonder like kind of a thing and i we are giving them a solution so i think success is i think i thought was a two three domains i worked so that is a story i can tell you that that's fantastic and that's such a wonderful statement the uh to have that clients that stay with you uh that that that's a wonderful testimony to be able to say that and and a, so many times to your point i mean it's fantastic it's everybody wants to put all these logos on their clients page but it's you know how how much is that really worth from a standpoint the longevity speaks i, I want to have the clients there but i also want to uh, I want to. I want to have them there for a long time. It, it 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 doesn't help anybody if we don't have the longevity. Longevity is a is a is the fruit of a, having achieved success, and and so right. I think that 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 gives us a better something better to to go after to shoot for a better goal. That wonderfully stated. Wonderfully stated. We're gonna. I, I think as you talked about some challenges in the midst of that, I'm gonna skip the next question. That was sure, up and, sure. and jumped straight into our, our free-for-all yeah. segment. I already mentioned how, um, how how much I admire you and, and respect you for your how you love developing people and, and how real you are about the discipline, uh, things of that nature. Not afraid to say what needs to be said. Uh, you, you probably heard me go off many times about how there's a lot of cowards <laughs> are disciplined today. They, <laughs> yeah. they don't. Yeah. People yeah. that, and I just actually finished talking to somebody about that before we started recording here about people who, some people who want to do things for the community, and I'm glad that they do, but at the same time, some of those people don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, as if I do, or people like me do. People who are willing to say what needs to be said, we don't go around, man, how many people can I hurt? Feelings can I hurt today? We don't go around saying that. It, it's a matter of something needs to be said. And you, because we care, we say it. Because if you don't say it, you know what's going to happen. If you don't say what needs to be said, you know what's how things are going to play out for that individual, and you don't want to see that happen to them. So you you say it, <laughs> uh, and, and and so it, and then somebody's feelings are hurt, partially because so many so few people are willing to say the thing that needs to be said. It makes people like me stand out, and 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 it makes people label us as the bad guy when actually if more people did it, more people would be appreciative of it and and we wouldn't be demonized uh, of the way that we are. Uh, but that said, the I know that you're big on this, um, the issue of misinformation in, in, in the right. world of UX. Go ahead and uh, let me give you your soapbox and you go <laughs> ahead and do your thing here. Go ahead and talk about your thoughts, yeah. your things you have been observing yeah. with regard to misinformation. Uh, misinformation is is like, you know, we always say, um, if you have a knowledge, then definitely people will respect you. But if you have a shallow knowledge, then how people will respect you. And sometimes, as you're saying, there's a lot of noise today. Yep. And 
I today I see you know even there are so many platforms. I was also part of that platform. Uh, people like then I just take out from myself there because it's a mentoring <laughs> platform. And then I saw even my students now they are a mentor. So I was surprised. That you have not even but three years of industry experience and how you become a mentor. Fine, <laughs> if you know it is like I respect your knowledge definitely, but it is like you are not there. Get some experience. Get some uh, thing. Still, we are after you know um, uh, how many years? Like nineteen eighties, uh, we started in nineties. Uh, we started SCI. Then in nineties, a great guy Norman given us the team, given us UX as a term. But still, today uh, we still talk about UX is not UI. That is really <laughs> a shame on the industry. After yep. even for forty years, still people are and. Uh, yesterday also, you know, I posted something. I I feel very proud. Uh, uh, Jacob Nelson has reshared those things. My one of a post, and then we had a little bit conversation. And these these guys are, you know, after so much work, uh, even they are it's like a sixty plus or I don't know seventies. Now these guys again, they have to come in industry and they have to talk about UX maturity. That is something wrong. You know? These people are—they given us a lot of things, and but still, you have to—we have to tell like a discipline, UX maturity, everything. It is why not? This is you know like in every. If you say I'm a UX person, uh, for me, I think UX designer is a very wrong term. Mm. Either you become a designer or you become a UX. That is, or you cannot, you cannot have a both things. Both are parallel sometimes. Both are you have to work together. Uh, but still, there is a very thin line between uh, what you are representing. Uh, to getting a job, I do understand. You, know, you have to show you are a multidisciplinary. Like, you know, I can, I know one hand FIMA, I know one hand research, I can do information architecture. So, yes, I agree. But that is like, you know, early two or three years. But something, such information coming from people like, they are into industry like six years, seven years, and and they are literally sometimes I blasting on it LinkedIn, and they giving so much <laughs> misinformation. You no, know? yeah, uh, it is like it is wrong. It is wrong, totally wrong. And I whenever I find find something, I go in, I talk oh, very. Uh, as I said, you also <laughs> I saw you sometimes. You, know, you call them as a troll. I think once <laughs> it is like happening now, so you cannot do this thing. Okay, uh, see, there are a lot of things are you know how we learn. Okay, we learn by our own mistakes. That is something. And see, when I used to do research in nuclear chemistry, I can I share one little bit example. So, so that the audience will will know where where my thought process comes from. Uh, so now after my Masters, I started research. So that time there is no internet and computer and everything. So we used to do manual reference. We used to go to library and have to take out manual referencing you know, to whether you know, so I want to work on one topic, so I have to find out. So I spent almost good three four months to on a research of which I wanted. Then I went to my guide uh, and said, "Oh, madam, now." I think no one has worked on this topic. So I went back to 1960s, 40s. I, I 
I went search a lot of libraries, possible libraries, and then I I found out nothing. Okay, so that was fine. But when there is one senior, one one of my colleagues say, "No, no, Tushar, you are not referred libraries from." He taken one name. You are not not referred from there. You should go and find out there. So again, I went for three months just to do a research work. So after six months. I'm not sure what I'm doing. So <laughs> then I was frustrated. No, I was little frustrated. I went back by when I do complete my PhD. No, so that time she was telling. It's very wonderful. She used to say, "So Tushar, she said, Tushar, if you are late, uh, then no meaning of running inside the train. Okay. So what maximum you can do? You can from last coach you will run to to the engine." But your train is late. You cannot. You have to change approach. You have to change a mode of transport. Then only you can do a so. But here people they don't want to change methods. Mm. They don't want to take effort. They don't want to change approaches. But still they want, they want <laughs> something bigger, and they want like you know they just snap up the finger and they will get everything. <laughs> But this is this is wrong. But eventually they come to know. Eventually, when such people uh, they come, they sit to sit in front of us for interviews and everything, and we they come to know. But yes, that's why uh, we again we start something so that uh, you see we talk about your maturity. Even forget about entire discipline. At least I always start from your own workstation. Start from your workstation. What is happening with your left hand? What is right hand? You start doing documentation. At least don't do anything on verbal communication. At least few things you start with your own workstation. Mm -hmm. Every time I get excuse, you know, like you know, from youngster, oh, there is no UX happening in my company. I want to do UX, but in company there is no. I never understood this logic. Okay, UX is not a process. UX is like a discipline. Even if I say, <laughs> no, no, I will not yes. work blindly. I will ask one question to my stakeholder. Yes, you have started UX there. Yeah, you started thinking about someone's problem. Today also, when I see portfolios, you no, know, lot of people send me your portfolio for review. Typical, starting with problem statement. Mm -hmm. I never understood. You are doing user research, and how you come up with a problem statement at start? Sometimes there is not, there is no problems at all, but still you have to do research. Yep. You sometimes you have to find a problem. That is your job. There is no client will not tell you there is a problem. You have to find out what is the problem. And acha, then what is the end of their portfolio? Nothing. The Figma link. If you start with the problem statement. <laughs> Then where is the conclusion? What is the solution? And one more, I don't understand. It is over. There is nothing futuristic. So whatever given your solution is the end of the world or so. No, there is a something that you should keep open in, because technology is changing. Technology is changing day by day. So what you are suggesting solution? It is for current technologies. But what about after six months? So, as a user researcher or UX practitioner, even you, we do information architecture. Where is the scalability? Where is the growth? 
you you have to tell that customer no? Mm-hmm. No, there is after six months your growth will be there the new users will come then i given you the list but now the pagination so you have to be ready for that no futuristic uh, and this is not a rocket the simple thing uh, you have to build your you know trust and i think simple things you have to uh, if you follow then i think all this noise uh, there is they will stop and as i said uh, i think someone has i read somewhere uh, don't start with uh, if you have one question okay your client may not give you 100 answers but you start with one question so you ask Mm-hmm. that one question will lead to so many questions and then you will get answers that was something uh, maybe and that at the end of the day if you go back uh, <laughs> what you are in mind okay you need a piece you are a problem solver right your portfolio says you are every us guy today is like a problem solver yes sometimes i wonder which world we are like everywhere is a problem and all our ux people are going to solve a problem then i don't know where we are going no there are not there should not be problem everywhere yeah there is a, already something is set things are going mm-hmm. you have to improve that that is a, also a kind of so user experience i always is a human you talk with human on a human level i think you do design thing design sprint uh, agile lean doesn't matter end of the day uh, what you get and what your client is getting is very so it was i think this also i think we can talk very endlessly but uh, i think i should restrict myself now yes yes and three three things you just mentioned stood out i want to repeat that that uh this makes me think about i'm actually going to piggyback on you here one is that the last thing you said that that hit me really hard Because everybody, everybody wants to get into UX, but they don't understand what UX really is, and 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 they want to just do designs, and they don't understand the inner workings. And the inner workings, the nuances of UX are more critical than the tools, because people put the tools on a pedestal. Uh, the the inner workings are more critical and help drive more value in the organization, which gives us the higher the value proposition. the more you're going to be able to 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 get a, a good footprint of UX in an, in an organization with the client. And so the one thing you said that really stood out there to me is the the necessity of having an inquisitive nature. That a lot of people want to get into UX but they don't they never they're not curious. So if if they don't have that inquisitive nature, they're not going to ask questions. And 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 you have the the people who are who have the inquisitive nature And then you have the people coming in the UX who think we're order takers. So they just want to come in and they just want to do whatever somebody tells them to do. That's not UX at all. Matter of fact, people will tell us what to do because a lot of people think we're order takers. So they'll tell us what to do. And then when they tell us what to do, that should if no if no questions came to mind before that, questions <laughs> right there. Sure. Because you got to what if is the thing you're asking me to do is this what I'm supposed to be doing and then you start to confirm it because a lot of times you'll find out what they're asking you to do is not really the thing to do or there's some layers that need to be peeled back from that that help us to 
get a better understanding of what we need to do. And then once that happens, now we can go and actually accomplish yeah. something that, that people, everybody's going to be proud of and happy about. Yeah. So just, just quickly, just up, uh, same thing about questions. So many times I get a question, sir, we are doing a user research. So we are doing user interviews. What questions should I ask? Oh, then I was thinking, <laughs> oh, if you are asking, no, then oh, can I use chat GPT for this? Oh. I said, beautiful, why not? So if, see, that is a mindset <laughs> we have. So they want to do a user research. So imagine there is a farmer or there is one guy who doesn't have a technical exposure. And for their user research, these people are generating questions through chat GPT. This is this is uh, this is horrible and and sometimes they come, sir. Please check the questions. Is it correct or wrong? I said, how I I'm not supposed I'm not your user. Okay, yeah. you should check with you. Do some pilot, just you a one pilot interview. Then you will understand if your questions are correct or whether you are yep. no whether you are a correct track. Now AI is actually. This is a really, uh, if it is a good or it is uh, like we are open one Pandora's box and we don't know what is coming and we are become more lazy and that is something. That's the word. That is a worry. <laughs> <laughs> lazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, a, a concept, a, a personality trait that does not belong in UX at all. And, and everybody's trying to microwave. UX. They're trying to make it something that you can just make it a bunch of checking of boxes. We we don't know what questions to ask initially. Are there some general questions? Yeah. But as soon as you start to understand what it is you're working on, those questions start to get very specific and they're related directly to who you're working with, what you're working on, things of that nature. You can't just go to chat GPT who does not know who your user is any more than you may, and they're not going to, that's not going to uncover what it is we're trying to accomplish. Chat beat G, AI, back up, forget the brand name. AI may become something that is just invaluable to UX. It, it could, it could happen. But if you think that anybody who thinks that AI is going to do our work, they're missing the point. It, it, it will. It's a tool like everything else. It will always be a tool. ChatGBT can go from its current rudimentary error-laden stage <laughs> to something that <laughs> overnight, that's something that is fantastic, and you still have to do the work. So uh, we need to understand that you cannot replace expertise with artificial intelligence. Not when it comes to UX. There are too many. There are too many moving parts from a cognitive perspective. That are happening. There are too many right. variations of a user flow, a task flow, that you cannot account for them using AI. It's simply because the human brain is too complex, and it can go in too yeah. many different directions at any given time. Yeah, we cannot predict our own thought. That is, no? yep. morning, <laughs> maybe I'm thinking about say Mickey Mouse, and maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe after two hours, I'm maybe thinking, oh, I'm a bond. So I'm going on solving some vision. So if I cannot have a control on my thought, then how I can say the thought which is coming from artificial? Sometimes I just you know that Terminator series, Skynet. Yep. 
So we are in that frame that someone is like Skynet is coming and they will solve everything. No, it is not happening. Yeah. I think I I next hundred years human is required unless human themselves they are pushing and they are destroy themselves. Otherwise, machine will not destroy unless someone will need press that button. Right? Who will press that button? Machine no. The human will press the button. So that is the time. <laughs> Yes. Another thought that came up, and, and this is something I talk about when I did my 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 strategy workshop for the folks in South Africa. Um, and I talked about, uh, there was a UX strategy masterclass, actually, I did for the folks in South Africa. One of the key things that I talk about that I don't think a lot of other people do when they're talking about UX strategy, and there actually aren't a lot of people talking about UX strategy. But when I talk about it there, the key thing, one of the major takeaways from that from that masterclass involves something you mentioned being entrepreneurial. We don't, you said someone told you we don't have UX at our company. Now we put on our entrepreneurial hat. You can actually, whether, whether the UX practice exists or not, the entrepreneurial mindset is going to be key to the success of the UX operation. Because right. it has to be run as an internal business in order to thrive. So, okay, so there's no UX department. I know people who had that same testimony. They did not have a UX department, but because they put on an entrepreneurial hat in the moment, the next thing you know, they had a UX department. Right. <laughs> so, see, <I'm> st- <laughs> if you if you see, uh, instead of crying or just complaining, Prove it to your work. And I don't yeah. think any company owner or any stakeholder, uh, if you show them result, and even if they yep. get 1% of revenue, they are going to listen. See, it is a psychology that human don't want a change. That is something. So I run my company. So I'm okay with this. So who you, you are and telling me follow you guys. So your boss mindset will be like this only. So you have to show them with result. Do one small activity, show them, oh, this is how we got good result. Then I definitely, every company owner wants success. They want revenue. And if that is giving me success, then why they will oppose you? So, but uh, like, you know, but you want to like, oh, I want to follow only design thinking. Then it will not solve you. <laughs> I can give you one. Uh, is, and this mindset is not only for, you know, designer company. Everywhere is safe. One guy came to me and said, oh, he's the one startup here in Mumbai and said, oh, I want UX uh, survey. So, okay. I said, what you do? So, let's start research. No, 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 no. Uh, we already developed in Angular. Uh, now, I need you. So, I thought, means you already developed. Oh, we already developed. And now, we want UX. Then I said, then, Okay, then how much you exceed? Half a kg, two kg, or two spoons? You tell me, then I will put you exceed your project. So that is a mind. Even technical people are still, you know, they think UX is something like a patchwork. I told them, no, you don't want UX. You want your UI fixing. Your screen is not, is like screen is disturbed. So instead of calling me, you just hired one good JavaScript developer or who knows fixing the browser issues. That is a, 
that is a UI. It is not a user experience. UI. <laughs> you want a user experience, yep. then you should have come. Now it is like people are developing MVP, and they want UX after that. <laughs> it is like yeah. like problem. Cart before the, the horse. It's a huge problem. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing too that how many times UX is brought in too late. Um, there is. I actually did an episode talking about that. I call it UX train hopping. That that a lot of times <laughs> UX is brought in. The train's already moving. The destination's already set, uh, and then they want you to get involved. That's a skill that a lot of people lack too. It's something that I think we do need. You need to be able to get involved when it's late. And the 11th hour and and still bring value. There's still a way to find out what have we done? What are we doing? Where are we going? There's always low hanging fruit. There's right. never a tree that doesn't have low hanging fruit on it. So if you can find that low hanging fruit, this is the beginning of that UX operation. This is the beginning of the advancement of the current UX operation. Find the low hanging fruit, bring value because we're wired differently. UX folks are wired differently, so we're going to see something that nobody else saw. And when you see it and address it and improve upon it and then bring data that shows that the improvement is there, that's when people start to listen. They don't want to hear, yes. our, they don't want to hear our UX jargon. They don't want to hear any of our fancy UX terms. They don't want to hear any of that. They want to see progress. They want to see profit. They want to see something right. that resonates. They want right. to see the saving of development time, which people don't realize Proper UX saves development time. It eliminates rework, and a lot of people don't know right. that. So if we can do yeah. that and then show that, then people start to they start to relate to what it is Definitely. that we're doing. Definitely. I think I think that is the I think direction now. I think we all are working. So previously what we are talking. That is the same thing we are planning. So bring that you know, wisdom. <laughs> to the design community so that at least we should start some because see such people i think will be there uh, they want fast food uh, mm -hmm. but how many <laughs> we cannot survive on a fast food right so you need a main course somewhere <laughs> you yes. need that desert you know? so you need that relax and you want to enjoy your meal so then you need a people you need a team you need a family so that is yes. something what uh, we, we enjoy it. Yes. And the third point yeah. that I want to extract from, from that, from that segment that you had earlier, that another thing that people miss about UX is that we don't have it. When we first get involved in UX, you simply don't have it. It's something we have to learn because it, the, the timing of it is critical, but to thrive in UX, it is critical to be able to understand how and when to pivot. To right. hear what's going on in, in, in the operation, to recognize when something is going on that needs attention, that uh, uh, an issue that needs to be resolved, a problem that a lot of times may not be picked up on by anybody else, or maybe sometimes the way that the, the speed at which things are moving, the ability to pivot, the ability to shift what we're doing, how we're doing, and when. And I did, I saw another uh, a post earlier this morning, it reminds me of this too. The, the the ability oh was yesterday yes yesterday somebody was talking about how a lot of UXers don't know how to compromise and don't see value in compromise when compromising because mediation 
is also a UX skill that we have to know what battles should we be fighting? What battles can we let go? And where can we find middle ground? Maybe from a UX perspective, we want to be up here. We want to be on a scale of one to 10. We want to at least be at an eight. But what if we still drive a ton of wins and can work toward the eight if we agree at a level of a six or five? There are times that we can compromise. We can settle for something less, but make enough progress that makes it worth moving forward. We can't be overly rigid and be successful. We simply can't do it. That is, I think, UX maturity is all about. Yep. Yep. And yep. in fact, I will say not <laughs> I is the maturity every <laughs> like that is a common someone has said UX is a common sense. But I said no, it is not a common sense. It is the only sense you have to apply here. <laughs> Why you need a common sense? <laughs> yep. Right. Wonderful stuff. Right. Wonderful stuff. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna pit we're speaking of pivot it, we're gonna we're gonna start to come in for a landing. And I know that you are involved a lot in UX education, have been for for some time. And so I want to give you an opportunity to talk about what it is that you're doing, what you're offering from a UX education standpoint for people who are trying to learn about the discipline. Uh, So take it away. And this is where you get to plug all the work that you're doing and (laughs) highlight that. Sure. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, As I said in uh, earlier conversation, I started mentoring because I'm not getting correct risks. That is the one key. Um, here in India, a lot of there are so-called institutes are, just, you know, they they like they have crash courses. Uh, so sometimes I surprise, you know, how uh, people can learn like uh, four-year, three-year subject in a one week or two weeks. So I was a little <laughs> bit worried, and then I when I interviewed for my company, then I realized oh, there is a problem in a education itself because there are design colleges definitely they have a trained people but to enter in a design college there are a lot of people has to score that then they have to spend four years then internship and then people will come in industry but there are and this is the only you know area where the professionals are stuck uh, the person who has like a two years of experience three years of experience now these guys they cannot give four years for learning. They cannot go back mm. college. So I thought, let's give them, uh, at least try to give them a correct awareness about what is user expert. So I started this uh, mentoring. So where I start from very poor basic UX, what Steve Jobs has done in Apple industry and what human factor engineering is all about. So I start from there. So because every person who does UX, they should know history. Yes. Because history is something where we learn. Because see, our my generation or our generation is like, you know, we saw in our own lifetime that is a magnetic tape to the nanochips. <laughs> I still remember <laughs> when there is a, you know, pen drive was launched. That is uh, one GB pen drive. You know, we used to like, wow, one GB. Because earlier I have a floppy disk which is seven, not even a, a one GB also, right? So there is a, you know, when Tusker is launched. So it's like, that is a generation we are coming. We saw all, uh, you know, turning point in a computer 
and that is what user experience is all about so we start with like you know, hci then the ux core process yes. which is a user centric design uh, there is no shortcut there is everything so we do a parallel project real project so we ask them work each and every step then we add i add two more subjects uh, because i thought every ux practitioner should learn these subjects apart from core ux uh that is a usability and user psychology uh that is a something they need to on cognitively how your mind change things mm-hmm. uh then little bit of a ui part also uh, because that is also something for their job they need some so when i take this program it is no short but like people i train them for almost minimum 8 months that is my program duration uh sometime extend because i ask them to work on a real topic real subject so if they are working professional so they take time and uh, uh, sometime they get text but uh, people come for to me they know what i'm doing so there is no shortcut no fast food if they want to genuinely because i sincerely feel whom they are competing today in indian market or globally they are competing with the people they are graduating in a ux the people they are learning this subject for four years they are competing with this i have one very interesting screenshot uh one of a forum uh, someone has shared with me uh, there is a there is a google coursera course on coursera <laughs> so the one guy uh, who asked last uh, you, you uh, said you said you said google leading, coursera so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when if someone asked the Google uh, one of a leading UX uh, designer, "Hey, I have done UX Coursera, so will you Google uh, hire me?" So straight one line is no. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we will go to the universities. We will go to the people for. We will go for the campus interviews. Okay. So that was idea, and I thought uh, I didn't have realized there are many people. uh there in india they give like you know two months crash course or one months crash course so i thought yes we should start this so i do this mentoring program uh now i joined where we are launching a new venture where we are not only programming uh, a training program but also we are giving a job also it is a secure job so we are tie up with uh, some it companies there so if someone enter in my program so they will get mentoring for almost one year they on site they will put so when they come out from uh, from my side so they they not only a trained people but they also have experienced so that is what uh, because no fast food there is no shortcut for mm-hmm. it yep yep uh, you cannot have a just magic wand uh, i can have like <laughs> one and we can become a and see who is suffering suffering is industry and who are the people who was offering two months uh, two weeks course the same people who work in industry there are some working in some e-commerce see india there are so many people they are working in the seven years or eight years some e-commerce they have some then they advertise oh i am coming from this e-commerce so i have a ux and i will train you in a two months <sighs> okay so so this is bad so that's why 
because sometimes I do agree. Uh, people don't have a time for they are in in between the switching of jobs and everything. But still, if you want to give a long term career, you have to give time and yep. uh, for yourself. It is that is something. Okay? And because see, this is happening. I have so many professionals with me right now. They have spent absolutely millions of rupees for A course, B course, and three C course, and still they are not getting good job. And they they found out something me, and they come to me. So now what to do? Okay. Then I say you have to work on practical. You have to work on the real project. Then only you will get some exposure. Otherwise, hypothetically, we have AI with me. Yeah. Within one click, I can. There is a tool called Framers. You give a prompt. That framework gives three screens in one prompt: web, tablet, and mobile, in two seconds. Then why I need a Figma uh, <laughs> artist? Right? So that is so. That is my uh, intention, you know. So for giving programs, you know. So what we suffer, we learn by experience. We learn by during the jobs. But these youngsters, they don't have it. They these are like a traps. So at least I try to give correct knowledge. Yes, and that was all about. And and that's fantastic. I, I wish everybody can't go to college. Everybody can't do spend the four years getting the degrees. A lot of people who have their bachelors don't want to invest anymore in a master's degree. So. Yeah, we, we understand that there's a need out there, but it doesn't justify the poor options that, that a lot of people have been presented with. And and I'm thankful for people like you who roll out good options. There are a few. I'm actually going to be doing a series in the not too distant future where I'm talking about some of those options that are out there. Because people say, yeah, Darren, I know you hate boot camps. Nobody's <laughs> actually ever heard me say that. <laughs> um <laughs> It, it's not what the boot camp. It's not the concept of the boot camp that I have an issue with. The concept is, is how they execute it, right. and 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 I don't like what they put out there, and I don't like the 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 poor expectations that they give to people. You just said something, and it made me think about that equation. How that okay going to school uh, and learn uh, equals me getting a job. No, going to school. Is supposed to equal you being qualified to do the job. Then you go get the job. If 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 the education that you're getting is not helping you to become qualified, the mindset of going from education straight to the job that that's that that's that's pipe dreaming, as some people would say. That's that that's that's having improper expectations. Nobody owes anybody anything. So if the if the way that people are learning does not help them to become qualified. The pros- the prospects of getting a job, it that's not even on the table. And a lot of a yeah. lot of programs they're not. In, yeah, go, go yeah, ahead. In India, I will tell you there is these boot camps. What they say will give you a job guarantee. I yep. sometimes wonder, yeah, the the colleges, which is government colleges, you no, know, in India, they are not giving job guarantees. <laughs> Yeah, and and these these like a private someone stood up somewhere and they would can they they are saying oh, we are giving the job guarantee. People should 
should realize, you know, it's not a job they are giving. Yep. Job, uh, job from like whose point of view? my point of view or <laughs> candidates' point of view? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. I will. St- I will tell you. I will give you. They. They just literally they call job leads. That is a bad term they use. Yep. Oh, we are giving you job leads. Now you fail an interview. It is not my problem. Okay. So that is a issue. Yeah. yeah. And, and and I know if, uh, when I did the series on the the uh, the boot camp brouhaha, I did a I did a podcast <laughs> episode on that. It's like when you see somebody promising you a job, you should know that there's a problem because no educational resource. I don't care what they're training you on. I, I don't care what the major is. I don't care what the topic is. Nobody can promise you a job. They can tell you what the percentage of people who come through their program have gotten jobs. They can tell you that. And and you can use that to gauge whether or not you place value upon the the resource, but nobody can promise you a job. They're supposed to promise that you will become qualified, right? <laughs> and, 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 and they're not doing that. And if somebody's not doing that, uh, which most boot camps cannot do, uh, then there is a problem, right? So right. definitely, <laughs> it's yeah. right. It, interesting, yeah. interesting stuff, but. But uh, that that's another the, the the I did another thing I did a talk on the problem with UX education. That's one sure. of the problem with those problems I mentioned. By the way, they're not just exclusive to UX education. It's just education every, in every, general. Every yeah. field, I think. Yeah, and like, pe- people forget that I'm not just a UXer. I'm also an educator, and so when <laughs> I talk about education, I, I saw somebody recently say that um, that the way that people learn. If you're an older person, uh, young people don't learn like you. That's actually not true. Uh, There's something that has been the same for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years, and it is the human brain. Uh, The human brain has not advanced. It it still it still functions the exact same way. Right, right. Yeah, always. I give this example. You know, just imagine just human race. Uh, when evolving, and one person is not curious. You know? mm-hmm. What is beyond that river or what is beyond that? Home? I think human is not survived. <laughs> that is one curiosity. You know? <laughs> then we migrate. Now, today, I think every continent is. Here. Yep. We are going, thinking of talking on Mars, <laughs> on Mars and everything. Yeah. So it is, it is a curiosity. Like, you know, one. Otherwise, I think human race was instinct, I think, long back. And we have to keep that brain alive. Yes. Otherwise, then <laughs> we are still migrating. We are still migrating. That time, struggle was different. Uh, but today, I, I think in modern life, struggle is also the same. Okay. There was, I have to go for fruits. Here, I have to go for <laughs> salary. That is the same. Yep. Things are same. Just ways are changed. It is again you. That's why I said you have to study human. Then only yes. you can solve problems. Yeah. Yes, yes. That yeah. is everything <laughs> for today. Yeah. Uh, Tushar, yeah. I want to thank you for taking the time to join me here. I know uh, a little backstory on this episode for for the listeners. Uh, Tushar and I have been we've been going back and forth. We've been interacting for I don't even remember when we first connected, but we've been. I mean, before the pandemic, we've known each other for right, a right. bit. And, and, uh, 
He said, hey, you know, but let's catch up. I said, you know what? Let's do more than catch up. <laughs> let's do a let's let's do a podcast episode. And and, and here we are. And and so I, I want to thank you for, for I'm glad you were available. Um, you know, we have to be we have to be when you're talking to people in a different part of the world, you have to be really um creative to come up with with times. And it turned out that the day that we're recording this, um, my company is not working today and 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 we're I think six hours, six to eight hours ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, to charge. Yeah. So uh, that it works out that we're able to connect, and and so I want to again thank you for your for your time uh, w- with me today. Thanks for yeah. your sharing with the with the UX yeah. community uh, at large. And so I do always give people an opportunity for some parting words before we sign mm-hmm. off. So uh, what what final yeah. words do you have for the yeah. UX community today? Again, to uh, thanks uh, thanks, Darren, for this lovely conversation, and I wish all audience. Uh, Enjoy Christmas and happy happy holidays and happy new year. Last word will be like I always spread knowledge, get knowledge. That is the only key and discipline. That is that is the something that then you work yes. at any level of your you start career or mid career or you are at retired. <laughs> if you if you lose three things, then you then it is difficult to survive. Just end of the day, you should have a good sleep. <laughs> Nothing else. Uh, otherwise, every day I think, oh, what is about? What is about? Then, not that. Then it's not a good day. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, great topic. Great. We'll, again, we should catch up once again. Yes. Yes, we do. Different. And we have, we we end up connecting yeah. uh, every day. next you you we see each other on a post and we're we interact on the post next thing you know we're doing <laughs> the DMing sure. yeah and and I, I'm thankful sure. for people like you that I can interact with because somebody said I had a great interaction with somebody the other day on mm-hmm. LinkedIn and and uh, and and they were saying you know I really I love your stuff they said that everything that you say. In some way, form, or fashion, it comes to pass. You know, we we can sit, we can sit here and question it all we want, <laughs> but it, it always happens. And so they express an appreciation right. for what I do, but everybody doesn't appreciate uh, uh, what I See, do. For, yeah, so, for UX, and I think we are, we are. I really appreciate what you are giving so much to the community. And, and when you say, you know, just let's catch up. So I say, you know, anytime, anytime. Yes. You just tell me. If it is a good, uh, all are like the same direction. Right? Yes. I'm available anytime. You just, you have to just ping me. I will yes. be there. Yes, yes. We'll do. We'll do. But folks, yeah. that's all the time we have for today. So thanks for taking the time to listen in on the show. Spread the word. Uh, um, crazy stuff goes viral. Good stuff should go viral too. <laughs> uh, spread the yes. word. Tell folks about the podcast. But until next time, this is Darren Hood, the host of The World of UX, signing off. Happy UXing, everybody. Yes. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.